0: Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco.
1: Hello and welcome to the History AI Podcast, where history comes alive with a digital twist.
0: I'm your host Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today we're diving into a fiery chapter of American history, the Great Fire of 1910, also known as the Big Burn. That's right, Marco, imagine
1: a fire so vast. It burned an area the size of Connecticut in just two days.
0: That's a lot of roasted marshmallows, Chuck.
1: Always with the jokes, Marco. But seriously, this fire was no laughing
0: matter. It was a cataclysm that reshaped forestry management in the United States. Let's wind back the clock to the early 20th century. The American West, a vast expanse of rugged wilderness, was experiencing a transformation. Railroads crisscrossed the landscape connecting remote towns and opening new frontiers.
1: You're right, Marco. These were the days of the Great Timber Rush. Lumber was the gold of the time, and companies were harvesting trees at an unprecedented rate
0: to build America's growing cities. Towns sprung up overnight, filled with hopeful settlers, hard-working lumberjacks, and opportunists. It was a time of rapid growth and change, but also of great environmental stress. Absolutely.
1: The forests of Idaho, Montana, and Washington, once dense and unspoiled, were now dotted with logging camps and sawmills. The air was often thick
0: with sawdust, and the ground littered with slash the debris left over from logging. And let's not forget the climate. The winter of 1909 was harsh, leaving the soil dry. The summer that followed was scorching, turning the landscape into a tinderbox waiting to ignite.
1: The local communities were a mix of seasoned settlers and new arrivals, many unfamiliar with the harsh and unpredictable nature of the wilderness. Little did they know that their lives would soon be appended by a disaster of unprecedented scale.
0: This sets the stage for the cataclysmic event of 1910, a year that would be etched in the annals of history as the time when the sky turned red.
1: So, what exactly sparked this massive inferno? It's a combination of natural and human factors.
0: Let's break it down first there's the natural setting we've talked about the dry conditions and the hot summer but there's more the northern rockies are prone to thunderstorms in the summer and 1910 was no exception
1: that's right lightning strikes were frequent igniting small isolated fires across the region normally these would be manageable but 1910 was far from a normal year then there's the human element. The expansion of the railroad was a marvel of the age, but it came with its risks. Sparks from steam locomotives were common, and they often ignited fires along the tracks. And let's not forget logging, the big industry in the region. Logging practices back then were far from what we'd consider sustainable today. The accumulation of slash, the debris left from logging, created a veritable carpet of kindling across the forest
0: floor. Exactly, Chuck. When you combine the dry conditions, the lightning, the sparks from trains, and the mountains of logging debris, you have a recipe for disaster.
1: It was like a powder keg waiting to explode. All it needed was a spark. And in the summer of 1910, those sparks came, in abundance. Now, let's delve into why the Great Fire of 1910 escalated to such an enormous scale. It wasn't just about how it started, it's also about why it spread so
0: rapidly and intensely. One of the key reasons was the sheer amount of fuel available. The forests of the northern Rockies were dense and largely untouched by modern fire management practices. This meant there was an abundance of dry timber ready to burn. And
1: don't forget the slash from logging operations. These piles of leftover branches, stumps, and other debris were like kindling, making the forests even more susceptible
0: to fire. Then there were the winds. In August 1910, a cold front swept through the region, bringing with it strong winds. These winds fanned the flames, causing the fire to spread at an astonishing rate. We're talking about a firestorm,
1: literally. The fire was so intense it created its own weather. It generated hurricane-force winds and even fire whirls, tornadoes of flame.
0: It was a perfect storm chuck. The combination of dry conditions, abundant fuel, And strong winds transformed what might have been a series of smaller fires into a massive, raging inferno. Absolutely, Marco. This fire didn't just
1: burn, it exploded across the landscape, jumping rivers and scorching everything in its path. It was an unstoppable force of nature.
0: And to make matters worse, firefighting techniques at the time were rudimentary at best. The region's rugged terrain and the fire's sheer magnitude made it incredibly difficult for the firefighters to battle the blaze effectively.
1: It's no wonder the fire left such a lasting impact. The sheer scale of the destruction was something people had never seen before and would never forget. The fire's timeline is a series of escalating events that led to an unprecedented disaster.
0: Let's break down these key moments. It all intensified on the fateful days of August 20th and 21st, small fires, which had been smouldering across the region, were whipped up by strong winds from the cold front we mentioned earlier.
1: These winds were ferocious Marco, transforming these scattered flames into a unified, raging inferno. Fire lines that were miles apart suddenly joined forces, creating a fire
0: front that was unstoppable. Towns like Wallace, Idaho, found themselves directly in the fire's path. Residents had little time to react as the flames approached. The entire town was evacuated, with people fleeing on trains, which themselves had to race against the encroaching flames. The fire consumed everything —
1: forests, towns, and even mines. Miners and residents often sought
0: refuge in mine shafts, using them as makeshift shelters against the heat and smoke. Meanwhile, thousands of firefighters, many of them inexperienced and hastily recruited, faced unimaginable conditions. They battled not only the flames, but also dense smoke, falling trees, and the extreme heat.
1: Communication and logistics were major challenges. With no modern firefighting equipment or techniques, they often resorted to backfires, dynamite, and simple hand tools in their desperate attempts
0: to control the blaze. The fire's ferocity was such that it created its own climate. Superheated air rose rapidly, creating strong updrafts that pulled in more air. This phenomenon caused the fire to leap across natural barriers, like rivers and rocky outcrops, that would normally have halted its spread. It was a relentless,
1: 48-hour battle against an inferno that consumed over 3 million acres. When the winds finally died down on August 21, the worst of the fire had passed, but the devastation it left behind was monumental. The aftermath of the Great Fire of 1910 had a profound impact on how the nation viewed wildfires and forest management. Let's delve into the public and governmental response to this catastrophic event.
0: In the immediate aftermath, the scale of the devastation shocked the public. Newspapers across the country headlined the disaster, bringing to light the harsh realities of life in the American West and the dangers of wildfires. The loss of
1: life, including those of 78 brave firefighters, was a somber reminder of the risks associated with battling such massive blazes. This tragedy evoked a nationwide sense of mourning
0: and brought about a deep respect for the firefighters' heroism. It wasn't just sympathy, Chuck. There was also a call for action. People began to question the forestry practices of the time and the lack of preparedness for such disasters. Right, Marco.
1: And this is where the government stepped in. The 1910 fire was a turning point for the U.S. Forest Service, which was still in its infancy at the time. The disaster highlighted the need for better forest management and fire suppression techniques.
0: The federal government took notice. There was a significant increase in funding and resources allocated to the Forest Service. This led to the development of more effective firefighting strategies and tools, and the establishment of a more robust system for managing national forests.
1: The fire also spurred the passage of the Weeks Act in 1911, which allowed for federal acquisition of private land for forest conservation
0: and marked the beginning of a national policy for fire control. Additionally, it led to a greater emphasis on fire prevention. Public awareness campaigns were launched to educate people about the dangers of wildfires and the importance of careful land and forest use.
1: The Great Fire of 1910 didn't just change the landscape, it changed the nation's attitude towards wildfires and forest management, setting the stage for modern practices in firefighting and environmental conservation. The aftermath of the Great Fire of 1910 was a period of significant rebuilding and reflection. The fire
0: left a lasting legacy on both the land and the people affected. In the affected areas, the landscape was dramatically altered. Vast stretches of once-dense forest were now barren wastelands. The ecological impact was profound, with immediate effects on wildlife, water sources, and soil quality. The human toll was also
1: considerable. Communities that had been in the fire's path faced immense challenges. Many towns, like Wallace, had to rebuild from the ashes, both
0: literally and figuratively. For the survivors, the fire left indelible marks. Stories of loss, survival, and heroism became part of the local law, passed down through generations. The fire also instilled a heightened awareness of the dangers of wildfires. Economically,
1: the region had to grapple with significant losses. The timber industry, a major economic driver, was hit hard. However, the disaster also created opportunities, leading to new jobs in forest
0: regeneration and fire prevention. On the environmental front, the fires' aftermaths are a gradual but remarkable recovery. Nature proved resilient, with new growth emerging from the charred remains. Over the years, the burned areas regenerated, providing a case study in ecological recovery and succession. The disaster
1: also spurred scientific interest in forest ecology and fire behavior. Researchers began studying the effects of the fire on the ecosystem, leading to a deeper
0: understanding of forest dynamics and the role of fire in shaping landscapes. And let's not forget the policy impact. The fire fundamentally changed national policies on forestry and firefighting. It led to improved training and equipment for firefighters, and a shift towards proactive fire management and sustainable forestry practices.
1: In essence, the Great Fire of 1910 served as a harsh lesson in the importance of balancing human activity with environmental stewardship. It's a reminder of how nature can rebound, and how human resilience and innovation can rise from adversity. The Great Fire of 1910 didn't just leave a mark on the landscape, it ignited a transformation in how we approach and understand wildfires and forest management.
0: Let's explore this lasting impact. First and foremost, the fire revolutionized firefighting techniques and strategies. It exposed the inadequacies of existing methods and led to the development of more sophisticated firefighting tools and tactics. It
1: also spurred the professionalization of the firefighting forces. The U.S. Forest Service expanded its role and resources, adopting a more scientific approach to fire
0: suppression and forest management. On the legislative front, the fire played a critical role in shaping national forestry policy. In the environmental impact, Marco,
1: the fire highlighted the importance of sustainable forestry practices. It led to increased efforts in reforestation and a more nuanced understanding of fire's
0: ecological role. Absolutely, Chuck. The fire also influenced the public perception of wildfires. It fostered a greater awareness of the need for fire prevention and safety. Leading to public education campaigns and community involvement in fire management.
1: The scientific community also felt the impact. The fire prompted extensive research into fire behavior, forest ecology, and the role of fire in natural ecosystems. This research has been crucial in shaping modern
0: fire management policies. Culturally, the Big Burn became a part of the national narrative. It's been memorialized in literature, documentaries, and educational programs serving as a powerful reminder of nature's force and the need for responsible stewardship. Lastly, the fire's
1: legacy is seen in the very landscapes it ravaged. These areas have regenerated over time, showcasing nature's resilience and providing valuable insights into ecological recovery and succession.
0: In summary, the Great Fire of 1910 left an indelible impact on a multitude of fronts, from policy and science to culture and environmental awareness. It was a defining moment that reshaped our relationship with the natural world and our approach to managing it. As we wrap up, we want to thank our listeners for joining us on this fiery journey through history.
1: Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share the History AI podcast.
0: Your support means the world to us. And if you have a topic you'd like us to explore, reach out to us on social media. We love hearing from you. Until next time, keep the flame of curiosity burning. But not too much. We don't need another big
1: burn. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The starting line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.